Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ten minutes past one o'clock. It is a Saturday, and the one o'clock hour means Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in Studio Doug is back. Phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. If you have a computer problem, hardware, software, whatever, by all means, call the program and visit with Doug. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. It's great to be back. Yeah, it is a busy time of year as uh, the kids head back to college. I was in Arizona for a few days helping my daughter get settled down there. And uh, it, it is just uh, quite a time of year as uh, all the kids are getting ready to go back to school. And it is amazing uh, how uh, the the technology has changed to the point where, um, you know, the computer now is everything. It, it is. It, it's extraordinary. I had a gentleman call me last week that I set up a laptop for, I'm thinking, six or seven years ago. His laptop died, and we sent him over, and I said, well, you know, do you usually travel with it? Nope, never leaves the desk. Uh. So I sent him over to Micro Center, and he picked up a refurb HP 27-inch all-in-one for $660, brought it over to my place. I took the 120-gig SSD drive that we put in his laptop, popped that baby into the HP, set him up with Linux Mint. This thing boots in 18 seconds. It's a gorgeous machine, $670. That's a lovely, lovely computer. Uh, Students need the portability. A lot of people who travel for business need portability. But as far as I'm concerned, I I have a Chromebook that I take with me. Like, we'll have it at the fair next week. You bet. Uh, When we're out there between 1 and 2 o'clock, we invite you to stop by and say hello. Uh, It'll be our only day at the fair because the following Saturday we've got St. Thomas football and their season opener. But uh, we have one day at the fair, and that's going to be great next Saturday. But uh, in general, there's a lot of people that go out and buy laptops and they never leave home. They never never leave leave the the desk. desk. Never leave the desk. And today, you know, the price of computers, if if people are traveling, well, your Chromebook is a prime example. Uh, Gorgeous 15-inch computer from HP. That's a 15-inch, right? And I think you got that for $200 a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, maybe three now. It's It's been a while. I've had this thing for a while, and it, it's been ideal. It's one of those things if I need to grab it and go, fine. Otherwise, I check email at home, pays some bills, that sort of thing. I mean, just general use stuff. And and I think in, in some cases, people go out and spend a lot of money on a computer, particularly a laptop, and they may not need that much computer. Exactly. And and with the prices the way they are today, you really, I would recommend you have a laptop and have a desktop. There's no reason why you can't. You should be able to put both of them brand new and still be well under $1,000. In general, Windows 10, is it easy to sync things up, though, so you have it on both? Because sometimes... I, I hear that uh, particularly from my mom and dad where it's kind of like, well, my computer at work and my dad still still works, works in the family business. Um, stuff on my computer at home doesn't look like my computer at work. 
And I think that can be a challenge sometimes. Is there a way maybe with Windows 10 to sync things up and have your docs in both spots? There is. You know, Windows got OneDrive, and then they've got the work folders, and it, it can be done. But here again, I'm just going to direct everybody right back to a Gmail account. If they've got a Chromebook and a, and a PC, you've got a Gmail account. You save your docs and your pictures and all of your files up in the cloud under your Gmail, under your Google Drive, and you've got access to it no matter where you're at. That really is, in my mind, the simplest method to do everything. And, of course, with a Gmail account, if they've set up a Google slash Chrome account, when they log on to Chrome, all of their favorite slash bookmarks will come in automatic, and their browsers will look identical no matter what machine they're on. And that will sync automatically to their phone as well, be it an Android or an iPhone. So here again, I just, I'm a firm believer in Gmail and a Google account being that hub. If you got that hub to synchronize, everything else just gets much, much simpler. All right. We haven't talked about this in a while. I still can't get over what a deal it is. It's free. The, the Gmail account is free. I've never received the bill. I, I don't get it. I have an old Yahoo account that I pay 15 bucks a year, 20 bucks a year that I've had for a long, long time. And that, that's still a good deal because I get some cloud storage there if I need it and I can back things up. And like I say, it, it's handy to have that old Yahoo account. And I pay a few bucks. But the Gmail account, I still haven't seen a bill. Indeed. Um, How do they do it? We're hoping that that, st- that comes from the generation of their search engines and what they gain from fractions of a penny with okay. people using Chrome. But, yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous business model that today is being followed by Apple and Microsoft and Mozilla and many, many others that are following the same model. Google's a monster. We all know this. It's the big one. It's the original, and it works. I also am amazed that they haven't rolled out some kind of cost for Gmail. Even if it was 10 bucks a year or $12 a year, stop and consider there are literally billions of Gmail accounts today. Even a dollar a month. Think of the dollars that that would generate. And another thing that I think that should be mentioned here, I have never heard of Google being hacked. Never. Nor Apple. Nor Amazon. It's really, that in itself is a huge, huge credit. I know that some people think their Gmail accounts have been hacked, but that's probably because they shared their password with somebody or through a method of phishing by getting an email They gave their password up. But the actual Google servers, I know of no instance where they've ever, ever been hacked. And that's to me, is huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, it's still one of the big no-brainers. Get a Gmail account. Um, It's still free. But even if it was a couple of bucks a month. Be well worth it. Worth its weight in gold. Yeah, I'd be happy to pay it. But for now, I don't. All right, let's go to the phones. By the way, it is Tech Talk. Doug in studio will be at the fair in a week. Uh, the phone number here, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text the program, 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Uh, let's bring in Janice. Janice, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, I have a odd question. I just woke up. Um, I've had three modems. And I'm with CenturyLink, 
And every time I turn around, they say the modem will not be good enough at my new place. And I've had them all quite a while. Now I just realize there's the same modem. What regulates the speed? Anything in the modem or? Yeah, you know, the speed of your Internet is actually determined by what type of account you have with your Internet service provider. If you have a problem with the hardware, if they continue to replace these modems, an old, old trick with DSL that I don't know if CenturyLink will do this. You might actually have, have to have a guy come out. But people in the, in the DSL business 20 years ago were reversing the polarity of the plus and minus in the telephone switches. But you'd have to have a professional do that. Uh, they used to do this with the old fax machines too. But the speed of your Internet, if you've got Internet connection, that's going to have nothing to do with with the with the hardware. That's determined by how much you pay per month. Now, if you are running Wi-Fi, that can have a huge deal to do with what kind of hardware you're connecting to. If you have a new wireless computer and you can get 5G, these things are running almost as fast as plugging in with a network cable. But there's many, many variances here. I would invite you to give me a call next week, and I'll connect up remotely, and we'll take a look at your modem to make sure that your firewall isn't set too heavy or there isn't something running on your computer that's slowing you down. But this is, I highly doubt that it's your modem. It's more to do with, did you buy a 1.2 megabit per second? Did you Are you close to the fiber optics like Steve is so you can get a 40 gigabit with, with CenturyLink? And a 40 gigabit close to the fiber optics is unbelievable fast. You could have 10 computers and nobody would even slow down. And plus running TV shows. So, yeah, give me a call next week and we'll check that out because there's lots of variables with this. Doug, quick follow-up to this. Typically, if you have a Comcast, Xfinity, or CenturyLink, or one of the other providers, depending on where you live, uh, I've always been a big believer in using their equipment, uh, the the modem, the router. Um, I, I've never really even bought my own modem or router over the years. I've always just used their equipment, and in general, they're pretty good about upgrading it, and if there's a problem, they send a new one. I couldn't agree more. Uh, say, for example, I believe Comcast now charges $10 a month, worth every penny. If I'm not mistaken, CenturyLink is very competitive, and it's probably about the same amount. These... This hardware from time to time needs to be updated. The firmware, the software inside, needs to be updated. You simplify that process from the Internet service provider's side by using their equipment. I believe also, if you go buy a high-tech router, there are times that that's necessary. But in most homes, I would say no. If Generally, if you can't get enough distance, you can buy an extender for 60, 70, 80 bucks. But the equipment that comes from Comcast and CenturyLink, in my opinion, absolutely top shelf. And you really shouldn't need anything else. 
121, quick break. We have more. Mike in Minneapolis waiting on the line. Phone lines are open for you if you want. 651-989-9226. You can send your text, of course, to 81807. That's good for all our shows here on CCO. Remember the text line, 81807. 83 degrees, smoky here in the Twin Cities on a Saturday. 126 Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. Phone lines are open for you at 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Computer problems, hardware, software, whatever. Feel free to give us a call. And we'll be going to the text line momentarily. But let's bring in Mike. Mike in Minneapolis. You're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Um, What's up? Well, I got someone here who has a laptop that she's dropped way too many times. Okay. And it's it's just it's physically broken, you know, like the board is shorted out and stuff and but she just had a a new SSD drive put in it and bought a new battery. Are are those kind of inter- interchangeable? Could I get, you know, a different machine and pull those out and put them in the new machine? I doubt if the battery is, but the SSD drive, if she got a standard two and a half inch, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Now, the thing is, is you probably are going to want to have a large external drive so you can save her data. So when you put the new SSD drive in in a different machine, you can do a complete Windows install or Linux install as a fresh install, and then move her data back on. But, yeah, that SSD drive, let's not be – if you're going to throw it away, throw it my way. I'll take it. (laughs) Thank you for the call. All right, Mike, good call. By the way, phone line's open at 651-989-9226. Here is uh, another follow-up to – Rebuilding laptops. You bring up SSD drives all the time. Love them. Uh, if you have an older laptop, is this something you can do yourself, or should you take it somewhere and have a drive put in? You know, it really is. Um, if people are willing to spend the time to learn how to do a, a, a fresh install and create their own install media, not that tough. It isn't near as difficult as what I think most people seem to think it is. Now, if they've got a Windows machine and it's running properly, and what they're looking for is more speed, a cooler running laptop, I would highly, highly suggest that they get a Samsung SSD. With a Samsung, they can go to, if they get an EVO drive, they can go to Samsung.com and download what's called data migration software. Even if they've got a one terabit or a 750 gigabyte drive, and they're going to a 250 gigabit drive, as long as their data will fit on that drive, that data migration tool makes it just a snap. You run the data migration tool, it mirrors the drive to the new drive, shut it off, replace the drive, fire it up, and you're rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's much, much simpler than what most people think. If they're going to install Linux, I would highly suggest that they spend a little time on learning how to create a bootable USB drive or a bootable DVD drive and learn how to install. The Linux install procedure is read the screens and push the buttons. The biggest problem they're going to have is just creating the install media. And really, half a day, 
two to four hours of, of education, and somebody should be able to self-teach themselves how to do this. I get a lot of calls during the week on this, so it, it's uh, much simpler than what most people think. Quick break. We have more with Doug coming up in a moment. It is Tech Talk. Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock. We'll be at the fair next Saturday. and We invite you to stop by and say hello. Here's the phone number, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Quick break for uh, for the weather, and then we'll come back and run through some texts and go to the phone lines as well here on CCO. We have a couple of folks waiting on the lines, including Isaac and Wendy, and we'll go to those calls too here on the CCO. one thirty six. Steve Thompson, Doug Swinhart, it is Tech Talk, and we're on Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock, sports schedules allowing. Of course, we'll be at the fair next Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. By the way, Kevin Reed is our producer and in studio today. Good to see Kev. Usually he's stuck with me on Sundays, but he gets Saturday and Sunday this week. I feel bad for Kev. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go to the phones here on Tech Talk. Isaac, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, hi there. Hi, what's up, Isaac? So I've got, um, I'm looking at picking up a very, very mobile laptop device. Um, I've kind of got it narrowed down to the uh, the yoga and the surface. Any thoughts on those two or maybe something else I should be taking a peek at? You know, it's, it's really difficult to, to end up with better equipment. Um, that Now, I know the yoga, but the other name that you gave was what? Oh, the uh, surface. Oh, the surface? I, I would also tell you to take a look at a, at an HP scepter. Um, the one that comes in a, in a copper tone and black. What a computer. Um, completely gravity flow cooled, uh, i7. Yeah, take a look at an HP scepter, the little one. And what a machine. I would probably go with that over, a over a surface. Uh, the surface, there's not going to be much repairing on those. If they're building them the way they did a year ago, to get inside, you got to use a heat gun and melt the glue. And when you put them back together, you got to use exclusive glue and an exclusive heat gun to get them back together. But like with many laptops, servicing should not be an issue. I prefer portable devices that will allow me to upgrade RAM chips. And a lot of them today are having RAM soldered right on the motherboard. That would be an issue probably with the Surface that you will not find with an HP or a Lenovo. But good luck in your your search. It's tough not to get good equipment today. Microsoft Surface, uh, the Lenovo Yoga he brought up. And then he brought up the other HP. These are kind of... uh, Hybrid devices, if you will, they're laptops. They can be tablets. They have a touchscreen function. I mean, these kind of have evolved into a multi-use piece of equipment. Oh my, yes. And and here's the thing with the with the with the scale of computer he's looking at. He's actually looking at a PC that was designed, manufactured, and delivered to be direct competition to a Mac ProBook. Um, or the ultralights, these are gorgeous pieces of machinery. The HP that yeah, I was talking about. I, like the Air, the MacBook Air, for oh, instance. Oh, just, yeah, you know, when, now this HP is, when it's closed, it's thinner than a AAA battery. Weighs two pounds, 
I like the ones with a quad i5 processor and a 256 gig SSD drive. They fly. Now, it's going to come standard with Windows 10, and you can customize it somewhat. But, yeah, he's looking at top, top, top shelf equipment in my mind. And the Yoga as well. The Yoga was designed to be a competent, com- a competent competitor right straight for a Mac. So, yeah, this is this, he's looking at good equipment. And you're going to spend some money, 800 to 1000 or more. Chances for are if he steps up, absolutely. And, and, but you know yourself, Steve, today with computers, you really do get what you pay for, and you pay for what you get. If you're down to a cheap, cheap, cheap laptop, these are considered by the manufacturers to be disposable. If you get 18 months to 24 months out of them, you're real fortunate. A lot of them are not built to repair, but the type of equipment he's looking at, Absolutely. I would definitely encourage the look at an HP as well. And good luck to you. Wendy from Edina, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, I have a Samsung Galaxy Pro uh, Core Prime phone. Okay. And I've got an iMac computer. And I'm wondering how to get pictures off my phone onto the computer. You know, the simplest method for you to use, and I'm going to go right back to a Gmail account. If you have a Gmail account, you can actually save your pictures directly from your phone right straight up to Gmail. When you log on to your Mac, you open up a web browser, go to your Gmail account, click on Google Drive, and download them right straight to your Mac. You can also set up Wi-Fi software on your phone and attach to your Mac like a, like a shared drive. And if you want some help with that, feel free to give me a call next week and I'll walk you right through it. This is, it's much simpler than what you think as long as you determine which one's going to be the host and which one's going to be the client and make sure you always work in that direction. But the simplest method is just get a Gmail account and do the, the, once you do it, it's a piece of cake and it'll take minutes. Plus, there's another advantage here to this. Not only will your pictures be on your phone, and your computer, they will also be saved up in the clouds underneath your Gmail account, giving you a third copy. It really is the answer, I think, especially when you are transmitting from one operating system, one platform to another. That really is the way to go. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend. A good way for me to edit photos that I take on my phone is I email those as an attachment to a device that I may want to edit or do something on. That way it forces me to get rid of all those photos I don't really need. And we've talked about that before because digital photography, you're not paying for developing, so you take a ton of photos. But you don't need to keep all of those, especially if it's four or five of the same subject. That's why I prefer to, I like this one, I'm going to email this, to my Gmail, for instance, and then I've got a permanent record. And then you keep your data managed as well. And and when you're and when we're speaking about this, Steve, we got to talk about how the evolution of digital photography has changed the resolution of pictures. Most of these cameras have such high resolution. Do they take beautiful pictures? Absolutely, but that resolution really cannot be seen by the human eye. And that heavy resolution, that 6 megapixel and 4.5 megapixel, and it really, it's, it's, an, it's a huge, huge disk expense that's not necessary. 
Start to lower that little by little and test your camera or your smartphone, whatever you're using. Figure out that optimum point level for resolution. One thing about Google Drive and Google Photos is they will actually adjust that resolution to optimize your disk space as you're transferring to the Google Drive. So that's something else you want to watch. You want to be setting up those defaults properly for you. Lots of customization can be done here. But, yeah, this is – I just can't say enough good things about having a Gmail and a Google Drive and Google Photos and play with your with the, the things that are available from Google, and you'll be as impressed as Steve and I. I guarantee it. And the one thing I like about emailing photos is that if, if it's a photo you really want to keep, you have a permanent record then in your email oh, absolutely. as an attachment. Oh. It's almost another form of a backup if something happens to a device where your photos are are stored. All right, to the phone lines we go. Doug in Brooklyn Park. Doug, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's up? Uh, I've got a question on... Um your opinion on the Windows Defender antivirus and also their firewall protection plan that comes with Windows 10? Thanks, Doug. I, I actually think that if you've got a Windows 10 machine and you're a normal user, Windows Defender and the default settings that are built into the Windows firewall should be sufficient. Now, you got to keep in mind today that if you're connecting to the Internet with a high-speed Internet service, which you should be, Comcast, CenturyLink, you also have an additional firewall built right into your modem slash router. Now, with Comcast and CenturyLink, they've got that set to the lowest security, which is, I believe, sufficient. If you are a little insecure about this, there are many, many antivirus programs excuse me, and malicious software programs that you can add that will reside within Windows 10 side-by-side without an issue. Avast, Abit, McAfee, all top shelf. One of my favorites these days has been um, Bitdefender. It's lean, it's mean, and it's cheap. Three devices for a year is like 40 bucks for their mid-grade, and it's wonderful. But All in all, I once again got to repeat that I think 90% of users are just fine with what's built into Windows 10. And thank you so much for the call. Doug, from the text line at 81807, this is one we could use this hour and maybe again next hour when the vet is joining us. My cat walked across my laptop keyboard and I can't get it to do anything. Can it be fixed? You know, that really shouldn't have had any effect on it at all. Shut off the computer and turn it back up. I I would have trouble believing that a cat walking on a keyboard has created any harm. Unless it's like this cat I saw on YouTube a couple of weeks ago that was like 80 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) That that could be a problem. Everybody everybody loves cat videos on YouTube. Uh, Is there a chance that uh, the cat maybe got a key to stick? Potentially, that could be a problem. If you're, if you, when I've had uh, an older keyboard, or occasionally on my aging Chromebook, I have a key stick, and you play around with it a little bit. It, well, now if it's if it's a desktop, run down to Micro Center and spend eleven dollars and get a new wired keyboard. If you have a laptop, I would highly suggest that you just go to eBay, type in the model, 
and make and model of your computer space plus space keyboard replacement and then do a sort by short by lowest price plus shipping first and there's several businesses in New Jersey that will send out parts and California and Denver I have had great luck and these put new keyboards on a laptop is not difficult with most of them most of the manufacturers you can download a service manual take it step by step take your time and you can get through this and I put them on now in about 15 20 minutes with most models but having that service manual is critical. I have trouble believing the cat caused that. I think it's more likely that it was um it was um a bourbon and coke perhaps. Ah uh, yeah. Uh okay. user fatigue maybe. <laughs> One forty eight, twelve minutes in front of two o'clock here at CCO. Quick break. We'll have more from our text line at 81807. And uh, we have time maybe for a quick call at 651-989-9226. Doug Swinhart is in studio for Tech Talk here on the CCO. few minutes left. Tech Talk on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio live from the fair next Saturday. We'd love to see you there between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. Let's see if we can squeeze in another call or two. Let's uh, get Sue and River Falls on the air. Sue, go quick, please. Okay, I've got a CC cleaner installed on all of our workstation computers at work. Yes. And we're getting the notice lately that a CC cleaner has quit. What do I do about that? Oh, my. That's really bizarre. Um, I'm going to suggest to you that you uninstall it, reboot your computer, and reinstall it. And you might want to go back to an older version, um, the newer version. When you download it, make sure you are downloading the free version and not the trial version. Uh, but you're definitely going to need to reinstall. I think you installed the trial version. Now, if this is a business, you may want to consider buying a license for these machines. And just in a, it's not that expensive. But give me a call next week if you need some help with that. I'll walk you right through the process to make absolutely certain you get it completely out before you reinstall the free version. And thank you for the call. By the way, Doug's phone number and email coming up at the end of the program. We'll have Doug's phone number and email momentarily. Tom and Edina, go quick. Hello. End of the program. Uh, this is Tom and Edina. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a computer uh, desktop that has a 27-inch screen. Okay. And the screen doesn't want to shut off. And it's an HP, hooked to an HP computer desktop. Um, I'm thinking you might have a driver issue. Um, give me a call, and I'll connect up to you remotely, and we'll see, we'll make sure that your Windows settings are correctly set with your hardware. I think you've got a conflict going on where the hardware is taking over the software. Um, that can be a little bit confusing if one or the other has been changed or updated. And it very possibly could just be nothing more than a driver issue. But yeah, this can, you definitely want that, com that screen to shut off, go blank after 14 minutes and shut off after 15. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. From the text line, we talked about this ironically during the break. I'm still running Kaspersky on my PC. Is that a good idea? No. Ditch no. it. 
No. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I believe that we should all be supporting the Russian companies as much as we can, but not that one. I, I, I just can't see it anymore. And I understand that this is a bias on my part. I grant you that. But no, there's uh, plenty of really, really dynamite software right here in the United States. Uh, McAfee. Uh, owned by Intel, uh, malware bytes right here in the United States, Bitdefender, Avast. There's plenty, plenty of really, really good. Uh, and if you need to go out of the U.S., you can always get a Vira, a German company that does wonderful work on antivirus. Uh, but right here in the, in the great old U.S., let's support American companies first. And thank you so much for the text. Advanced Mac Cleaner was installed without my knowledge. Is it possible viruses or malware were installed as well? How do I remove Advanced Mac Cleaner from my computer? Yeah, you know, you actually got to drag that baby on a Mac right straight to the trash can. That's first. But you also might want to download and install a program called Clean My Mac. That's a wonderful little free program that nearly everybody I know that installs it buys the product. There's also another product for Mac called Onyx, O-N-Y-X, just like the Black Stone. But you must be careful with Onyx to make certain that your version of Onyx is coordinated with your exact version of your OS on a Mac. But you can definitely get rid of that. By the way, CCleaner for the Mac has a wonderful uninstall program. And that might also help you with the Mac. And yes, that advanced Mac cleaner very likely did come with some malware. Not sure how you got that automatic, but beware. Doug, we've got to run a phone number and email. Thank you, Steve. 651-552-9543. And of course, WCCOTech.com, the website, WCCOTECH.com, 651 651- Five five two nine five four three, and I'll see you next week at the fair, Steve. Very good, Doug. We'll see you at the fair next Saturday at one o'clock. We've got the news and weather at two here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.